Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay, a podcast brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 6,000-plus early adopters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge. Visit www.simbull.com or visit the link in the description to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code FLTEAMS for a $10 deposit bonus to help build your portfolio. By the way, they're now offering NHL teams on there as well. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay. I'm your host, Jeff Macalino, and I'm going to give you a quick run through the week that was and the week ahead uh, for your Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, <clears throat> Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, let's start things off on a high note. The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions begin their second uh, consecutive title defense uh, began this past Tuesday uh, at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, got the uh, to raise the Stanley Cup banner in front of a full house. Very fun. Very nice to see. Um, you know, after that, I I hope you maybe just decided to uh, go home and not watch the game because it certainly seemed like the uh, Lightning uh, kind of forgot there was a game. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, uh, I would say, uninspired, and sure, they had a short off season, and, uh, you know, all, all the other excuses, that's fine, they, you know, it, it's, it's one game, uh, they really did not, uh, did not, uh, I don't want to say they didn't show up, but they didn't play well, uh, in the, uh, opening game against the Penguins, they dropped that one 6-2, to two. um, Depending on your point of view, it was either better or worse than that. Uh, After really nothing happened, especially for the Lightning in the first period, the Penguins got on the board early, only 12 seconds into the second period. And again, uh, old buddy Brian Boyle scored uh, to put the Penguins up 2 to nothing. The Lightning offense uh, was really nothing. Uh, Really in the entire game until the late in the third period, after going behind 3-0, John Cooper made the decision to go empty net. They scored. Anthony Sorelli got the first goal of the season for the Lightning with assists from Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos. They kept the empty net, and a uh, bad bounce led to a goal by the Penguins. They continued down 4-1. with uh, That goal was scored with uh, more than five minutes remaining. They continued to go empty net. Alex Kalorn scored to make it 4-2 uh, with assists from Sorelli and Stamkos. Uh, then two more empty net goals 
for the Penguins. Final score, 6-2. Not nearly as uh, exciting and uh, offensive as the final score indicates. The Lightning only scored their two goals when they had a uh, empty net and three goals by the Penguins uh, on an empty net. So Vasilevsky was not sharp, but he certainly was not six-goal bad. However, (laughs) the next game came... At Detroit, and uh, it was quite an interesting one. The Lightning, uh, Dylan Larkin, we'll talk about him more in a second, scored the only goal in the first period. The Lightning, despite being down one nothing, by the way, did look a lot better and livelier than they did in the uh, first game. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi scored two goals early in the second period, and Detroit was up 3-0. Things were not looking good. Andre Palat scored his first goal of the season eight minutes, just a little more than eight minutes, into the second period to uh, give the Lightning some hope. And then some really weird stuff happened. Um, Matthew Joseph hit Larkin from behind, borderline. They did not whistle it as a penalty, did not indicate it was a penalty. Larkin didn't like it, stood up and sucker punched with his gloves still on, sucker punched Joseph in the side of the jaw. Joseph did not see it coming. He went down. Uh, The Lightning obviously rushed to Joseph's defense. Uh, Larkin was uh, kicked out of the game uh, for the penalty. However, they got two Lightning players they, they gave Joseph a penalty, despite the fact that he wasn't called, and they did call an additional, uh, they, they did not indicate it was a penalty at first, uh, so that was kind of questionable, and uh, they did call an additional roughing penalty on the Lightning. So the Lightning, uh, despite having a five-minute penalty against Larkin, were on the penalty kill, four-on-three penalty kill for two minutes, and Tyler Bertuzzi finished off his hat trick uh, and put the Red Wings ahead 4-1. to one. Now, again, it was a five-minute penalty, so the Lightning got back to full strength. Then it was five-on-four hockey for a few minutes. And Steven Stamkos, the captain, came through with two power play goals in a minute and 12 seconds to cut the deficit to 4-3 to just... Vintage Stamco shots. Uh, Kucherov assisted. Actually, both of them were assisted by Mikhail Sergachev and Nikita Kucherov. 4-3 going into the third, but things didn't go as planned. Tyler Bertuzzi scored his fourth goal of the game. And another former Lightning, uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, scored 7 minutes and 10 seconds into the third. Made it 6-3. to three. Uh, just as many Lightning fans, uh, maybe some already turned off the game, but just as many Lightning fans were probably ready to turn off the game, Ross Colton scored his first of the season uh, with just a little more than six minutes left in the game. The Lightning then uh, got a power play, went empty net for a bit. Nikita Kucherov scored on a power play goal with assists from Hedman and Stamkos. And then uh, Alex Kalorn, barely a minute later, a minute 16 later, got his second goal of the season uh, with assists from Hedman again. And Sorelli, that tied the game up at six. As, as much as that was to overcome, 
Lightning came back from 6-3 in the final 6 minutes and 17 seconds of the third period. Then in overtime, I don't believe Detroit actually possessed the puck the entire time, despite a few line changes uh, from both squads. Andre Palat put in the goal with assists from Braden Point, his only point so far this season, and Victor Hedman, his fifth assist of the season. Andre Palat with the game winner and the Lightning win their first of the season, 7-6 in dramatic comeback fashion over the Red Wings. Then on Saturday, the Lightning traveled to Washington to face Alex, Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals. Uh, the Lightning looked even sharper, I would say, in this game. And Andre Vasilevsky, who had given up nine goals in the previous two games, uh, you know you, you know what you've got in Vassy, but you, you've got to be worried that he's starting out so rusty. He was sharp. However, Alex Ovechkin did score late in the second period to break the 0-0 deadlock, uh, his third goal of the season. Uh, on just an indefensible shot. Really, Hedman actually kind of set a screen on Vasilevsky and Ovechkin hammered it home. Uh, Literally, seconds later, Ovechkin hit what was initially called a goal, but Vasilevsky, it got past him, and as it crept towards the goal line, Vasilevsky was able to turn and glove it before the entire puck crossed the line. They overturned it, uh, was the uh, second overturned goal of the game. Alex Kalorin had one in the first period that uh, deflected off the netting and back into play that initially they thought uh, stayed in play. Um, but anyways, the Lightning entered the third period down one nothing. Mikhail Sergachev, less than five minutes into the third period, hammered home a shot. Uh, just what you like to see from Sergachev just hit his hard just hit it hard at the net. Uh, Stamkos got his fourth assist already of the season, uh, and Chernak the other assist on that game. And this was another overtime game. Uh, it looked like this thing was going to likely end in a shootout. The Lightning had a defensive zone faceoff, which was won by Pierre-Edouard Belmare, and Steven Stamkos took the pass from Belmare all the way up the ice, shot it, scored it all by himself. His third goal in three games, uh, he leads the NHL, uh, or tied for the lead in goal, uh, not in goals, I'm sorry, in points with seven, three goals and four assists in three games. Stammer is off to a very hot start. Uh, Vasilevsky, 32 saves and 33 shots, also played an outstanding game. Good to see him sharpen up. And the Lightning finished this first week of their second consecutive Stanley Cup title defense, 2-0. Obviously, um, you know, that is nice to see. They're tied for first in their division. It's too early to worry about the standings, quite frankly. Um, There is one thing, or two things that are concerning. I'll start with the most concerning. Nikita Kucherov in the Saturday game against the Capitals left with an injury. It certainly looked, from all indications and his reaction, like it was a groin injury. Uh, Today, the Lightning practiced uh, on Monday. They practiced without Nikita Kucherov, and John Cooper stated, and I'll quote this from Joe Smith with The Athletic, 
John Cooper said, definitely not a day-to-day thing. We'll wait until we get official word, but he's definitely out a little while here. I'm not going to put a timetable on it until we get official word. For the short term, he's definitely out. End quote. Not what you want to hear. You probably heard Isaac Edelman and myself talk in the preview for the Lightning season about uh, Kucherov being so good, he very well could lead the entire NHL in scoring. Uh, and I obviously made the the uh, comment that he had to stay healthy, and unfortunately, it looks like, from all indications, this is not a short-term injury. Hopefully, it is shorter rather than longer. Uh, he is supposed to be seeing a specialist soon. Uh, it was not a heavy hit, uh, you know, which sometimes is even scarier because couldn't totally see, but he definitely came out of a little impact grabbing at uh, the the left groin area and uh, does not obviously not good indications uh, initially for Nikita Kucherov we'll update when we know more uh, also Zach Bogosian who in that same lightning season preview I said I was he was the offseason addition I was most excited for he got hurt in the very first game and he is out Lightning have said for four to six weeks with a lower body injury. So, the Lightning uh, did turn to Andre Schuster, who has returned to the team from playing in China for a couple seasons. And uh, Andre Schuster actually put together two very solid games. He looks, frankly, like a different player to me than he did previously. Um, So... Cal Foote also has returned to practice, so I do think the Lightning have definitely the defensive depth to absorb the Bogosian injury, the concern, of course, being Nikita Kucherov. So Monday practice lines, the first line was Palat Point and Corey Perry taking the place of Nikita Kucherov. Uh, Unclear what they're going to do on the power play, whether Perry will also step in. Kucherov plays such a vital role. Uh, to that power play unit, or perhaps they'll move Palat back to the first power play unit and shift guys around, maybe have point play uh, uh, Kucherov's kind of point position. Um, second line remained unchanged, Kaloran, Sorelli, Stamkos. That's been the most productive line by far so far uh, in the season. The third line, Maroon, Colton, and Joseph. Uh, those three have all looked very nice in early going. And the fourth line now is going to be centered by Belmar, Bal, uh, excuse me, Belmar it's just still Taylor Radish and uh, Boris Kachuk uh, on that line, that fourth line. Uh, uh, two very inexperienced players uh, out on the wing. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Jamel Smith is still out for at least another week. It, seems like maybe more he's also a very inexperienced player uh so that fourth line is going to be one to watch uh Kucherov going out also the effectiveness of the power play is going to be a big question mark the Lightning obviously got through an entire regular season without Kucherov last year uh but obviously things get a lot easier when he is playing and uh you know it's a competitive division and getting to the playoffs is not a gimme. So hopefully for Lightning fans and Lightning organization that this, uh, hopefully this injury is shorter rather than something that is going to keep him out for an extended period of time. All right, looking forward, big game Tuesday against 
Oh, those Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning obviously love each other so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, last year they faced each other eight times in the regular season and then six more games in the playoffs, a series that the Lightning won on the way to winning the Stanley Cup, by the way. Uh, lots of penalties, lots of bad blood between these two teams. Unfortunately for the Lightning, obviously they're going into this one without Nikita Kucherov. Uh, the Panthers did announce they're off to a 2-0 start that Spencer Knight will be getting the start in net. Uh, so we'll be exciting to see a Vassy versus Spencer, net mat Spencer Knight matchup. Uh, however, gosh, God, I wish that Nikita Kucherov were there. Uh, by the way, the other thing with Kucherov's injury, it really speaks to needing Stamkos to stay healthy. Uh, while this injury happens, Stamkos is just looking tremendous out there. Uh, and again, three goals, four assists in three games. He's off to a hot start and can can hopefully uh, keep things going. Braden Point, I did mention, he, he only has one point, one assist uh, so far this season. He still looks very good. He's still fast. He's still making things happen. Not concerned. He'll start picking up the pace as well. But obviously, it's going to be more difficult. Uh, nothing against Corey Perry, but Nikita Kucherov creates like no one else in the National Hockey League. Uh, so, tough loss for the Lightning. Uh, after the matchup against the Panthers, they do have a, a nice little break. They, they don't have to play again until Saturday. They're home against the Colorado Avalanche, uh, another top team. So, a great week. Uh, just two games this calendar week with the Panthers and Avalanche, but two tremendous opponents. Uh, however, Saturday does start a three-game and four-day stretch because Monday and Tuesday they have a back-to-back -back at Buffalo and at Pittsburgh, a rematch of the season opening game. So that covers the Lightning. I, at some point, will give you a full uh, post-mortem for the Tampa Bay Rays 2021 season. Uh, to summarize the postseason against uh, the ALDS series against Boston, obviously it's a best of five. The Rays easily took game one. McClanahan was brilliant. And playoff, Randy Arozarena is just amazing. First player in Major League postseason history to hit a home run and steal home in the same game. Now, the Rays won 5 nothing. And frankly, in Game 2, it looked like this series was going to be short and fast. A Jordan Luplau Grand Slam in the first inning after Shane Boz had given up two in the first. The Rays answered with five in the bottom of the first. They were up 5-2. Frankly, at that point, I think Rays fans were thinking this thing might be a sweep. Uh, Shane Boz only able to get through two and a third, and that is a... That was the beginning of, of some bad things uh, for the Rays. Colin McHugh then, who's been so reliable, gave up three runs. Uh, Bowles gave up three runs. Then McHugh gave up three runs in an inning and two-thirds. Whistler, who claimed that he was okay to play, but if he was, he just didn't play well, uh, gave up two runs in one inning. Uh, Robertson was the only guy to put up a scoreless frame, and Michael Walker gave up six runs in two and two-thirds, a raised bullpen. And frankly, Shane Boz, obviously you don't want to put too much on the young man, but uh, 
the pitching staff just completely failed after getting a 5-2 lead. Lost that one 14-6. Obviously, you'd also like to see the offense chip in a little more. Then the most controversial slash devastating loss possibly came Sunday. A 13-inning loss to the Red Sox where Kiermaier hit a ball that looked like it may get out of the park off the bat. Bounded off the ridiculous comic book uh, sized wall that the Red Sox have in that ridiculous field, Fenway Park. They want to make fun of the catwalks. Look at their damn ballpark. They've got a ridiculous monstrosity in left field, a, sh a short porch with a ridiculously high wall with ladders and a scoreboard that can interfere with the ball, uh, ridiculously high center field fence, and a comically short right field fence. And that came into play because it short hopped off the wall. Hunter Renfro, uh, to me, looked like he was turning to try to play the ball to relay it quickly. The ball bounced off his right hip. By rule, that's a ground rule double, even though Yandy Diaz was already hitting third base when this ball hit Renfro. Uh, and Kiermaier was clearly going to end up on third. Um, by rule, a deflection off of a player in play, uh, it's a ground rule double. And uh, terrible rule, especially because, again, I don't think that this was an quote-unquote innocent deflection. And to me, it looked like Renfro was turning his body to try to make a play. Uh, to me, that would be similar to if a guy accidentally, and I'm using air quotes, intentionally hit the ball over the fence with his arm or his glove uh, to try to avoid a player getting extra bases or a player scoring on a two-out hit into the gap. Uh, so definitely some controversy there. And, of course, the Rays give up a two-run home run in the bottom of the 13th and drop that game 6-4. Game four, they stage a furious comeback from five down to tie the game but lose it in the bottom of the ninth on a sacrifice fly. Just a devastating series and a tragic end to a great regular season for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I've got a lot more uh, opinion. We can talk about what's going to go on moving forward for the Rays organization. There's always a lot of turnover. We can touch on that at a later time when uh, maybe I'm a little less angry. <laughs> so that'll do it for this long episode of Bolts and Bats in the Bay. Please feel free to hit me up. Follow me on Twitter at St. Mac. Uh, and please follow FL Teams on Twitter at FL Teams. Subscribe to the FL Teams podcast and the YouTube channel where you can also find that season preview for the Tampa Bay Lightning that I mentioned. And go to FLTeams.com to stay updated on all your Florida sports news and coverage. <laughs>